Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Blessed to be a blessing. And last week we looked at the fact that we are already blessed. Ephesians 1, 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So you don't need more blessing, my friend. You don't need more blessing, my brother, my sister. Stop looking around for blessings because you are already blessed. Beyond blessed. And then we say, if we are blessed, where is the evidence? It's because most people don't understand that the spiritual blessing that we've been blessed with is the word of God. Jesus teaches in John, is that what, 6? John 6. And he says that the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. The flesh profits nothing, but the spirit gives life. The words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. In other words, the words of Jesus are spirit. The words of Jesus are life. He has exalted his word above all his name, writes the psalmist. So, if he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing, that is his word. That is his word. That's his word. And the day you discover that, you realize that instead of looking for people to bless you, you get into the word. And then you're going to be a blessed person because the blessing really that is spiritual is the word of God. And that's why most people don't understand the parable of the mustard seed. Because Jesus told them, says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you set this mountain, be removed and be cast into the midst of the sea. And then people wonder why they are stumbling at a small hill in their lives, a small wound in their lives, a small... Uh, uh, your boyfriend chucked you and you stumbled. Something small. But here is what needs to happen. It's because the faith, the seed itself actually can't move the mountain. It's when the seed is planted. Because that's not the only parable that talks about the mustard seed. It says that the kingdom of God is like as if a man plants a seed. In, in one of the parables on the seed in Mark 4, the last one, is, is about the mustard seed. And, and, and it says small, but it grows and becomes a huge tree in which the birds of the air can come and what? And that mean they may nest under its shed with branches. So what happened? What happened to the faith is that the person who had the seed planted it. And then when the seed was planted, it became a huge tree. Now I ask you, you already are blessed with every special bless, blessing that heaven places in Christ, but have you planted? Have you planted? You see, people can die of hunger when they have seed that they should have planted. The seed is the word of God. The Bible says that the sower sows the word, Mark 4, 14. The sower sows the word. The sower sows the word. If you're not planting the word... your faith is going to remain weak even though you're already blessed with every spiritual blessing. 
you know, you can't go to your landlord and pay with spiritual shillings. You can't go to the school and pay with spiritual shillings. When you choose to bless your neighbor, you can't bless them with spiritual bands or spiritual scones or a spiritual bunch of matoke. Amen. You can't go to the petrol station, put your car there and say, uh, then they ask, uh, petrol diesel. Or if you're a little bit more advanced, they'll ask V-Power or Unleaded. Unleaded. Then you say, no, no, none of the above. My car only takes spiritual fuel. So they will tell you the pump for spiritual fuel is not at this petrol station. You need to continue ahead. Go to your church. So we are blessed, guys. We are, you see, we'll get to heaven and be kicking ourselves about the opportunities we wasted while we were here. Because we are so blessed, but we don't know it. And because we don't know it, we don't work on it, so to say. We don't establish ourselves in the word of God. And Womack says that most Christians are like uh, a man dying of thirst leaning against the well. A man dying of thirst leaning against the well because he, he, he doesn't have it in himself that what you need to do is just lower the bucket into the well and then there will be more than enough water for you to be quenched. For, you, for your thirst to be quenched. So that, so we are already blessed for those who are wondering if I believe you are blessed or not you are blessed what I'm looking for is the evidence amen so we looked at Deuteronomy 8.18 and you shall remember the Lord your God and this is where I'm going to base most of today for it is he who gives you power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. God gives you power to do what? To get wealth. He doesn't give you wealth. Those who have been praying for money, you are accusing Jeff Bezos of being the best intercessor in the world. God doesn't give you wealth. If God gave wealth, here in Africa we would be the wealthiest because we are the most prayerful. In fact, you know that cousin of yours. They would be the wealthiest in your extended family if God gave wealth based on our prayer life. I hope you're not the cousin someone else is thinking about. But he says he gives you power to get wealth. He gives you capacity, ability, wisdom, knowledge, inventions, all kinds of things to get wealth that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. This is Moses talking to the Israelites just before they enter the promised land. They've been wandering around for 40 years. And I told you that in the book of Deuteronomy, every time you see fathers, the fathers of Israel, he's referring to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Could someone pass me a copy of Straightforward Financial Growth? 
Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 1.8. Let's read Deuteronomy 1.8. He says, See, I have set before you, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to your fathers. To who? To Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. To give to them and their descendants after them. Deuteronomy 6.10. Deuteronomy 6.10 says, So it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers. What does he say? He names them. To Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. To give you large and beautiful cities. Which you did not build. Would you believe if they told you God wanted to give you a city? Or have you settled for a small plot? Deuteronomy 9 5. And there's about seven verses that are like this, but I'm just sampling. It is not because of your righteousness or the uprightness of your heart that you go in to possess their land, but because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord your God drives them out from before you, and that he may fulfill the word which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So in Deuteronomy 8, 18, when he says, you shall remember the Lord your God for it is he gives you what? Power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant. Covenant which he swore to your fathers. Which, who are the fathers? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he swore a certain covenant to them and that covenant stood up to that day that Moses was speaking to them, and I tell you, it stands up to today. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are the fathers of the nation of Israel. Look, about Israel. Let me look up something quickly in this book. Uh, hallelujah. It's good to write books because you can always refer to your own material to look for the example. If you are not in Harvest Institute and you haven't written a book, don't hate. Or if you are in Harvest Institute and you wrote the book to satisfy your assessor, don't hate. Now look, in this book, I write and say, a quick internet search reveals that there are about 15 million Jews globally. However, a Forbes Israel article of 2013 shows that whereas the Jewish people account for less than 0.2% of the global population, is that 0.2 or 0.02? I may have mixed up my mathematics, because I think it's 0.02. Among the 1,426 billionaires around the globe, that was in 2013, 165 or 11.6% were Jews. Their joint wealth reaching $812 billion back then. Out of the 50 richest people in the world, 25% were Jewish. Even today, some of the big names in business are Jewish, including Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg, Google's Larry Page and Sergey Brin, Oracle's Larry Ellison, and others like Michael Bloomberg, George Soros, 
Alicia Osmanov, Roman Abramovich, among others. You find that uh, about Nobel Prizes, I don't think I wrote about Nobel Prizes in here. Is it there? In this same book, Nobel Prizes, Jews have won, is it more than 30% of all Nobel Prizes? They are 0.0% of the population, but they've won 30% plus of Nobel Prizes. That's not a statistical accident. It's called the blessing. I was reading an article the other day from 2018, and in 2018, of the 10 richest people in America, eight were Jewish. If you found that if you went to Macquarie University today, which has 40,000 students, and found that 10,000 of those 40,000 students come from one village or one district, you would have to investigate that district. What is going on here? It's the blessing. Remember the Lord your God. He gives you power to get with. He blessed them. He, 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 he says to Abraham in Genesis 12, 3. Genesis 12, 3. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you and all the family, in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. The blessing is the supreme operating principle in the kingdom. The blessing is the curse suspension system that works on earth for those who know. He says, I'll bless those who bless you. I'll curse him who curses you. In you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. This is God speaking to Abraham. And then he, re he repeats himself in Genesis 22, 18, when he asks him to sacrifice Isaac. And he says, in your seed, all the earth, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. He spoke to Isaac in Genesis 26, 4. This is now Abraham's son. He said, and I'll make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I'll give to your descendants all these lands and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Then he repeated the same promise to, to Jacob, the crook. In 28, 14, also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. That's someone's promise actually right now. Yeah, the blessing makes you spread to the all four directions, wherever you are. Whether you're building a church, a school, a, a home, a, a business enterprise, you can spread to the different directions. And in you and your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So he keeps interchanging. He uses nations of the earth, families of the earth. Now here is what is not contradictory, but seems. He doesn't say in your seed all the nation of Israel will be blessed. No, he says all the nations. And so you have to go somewhere else to Galatians 3 to understand what's going on because we know that out of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob came the nation of, of Israel. So 
if this blessing is being inherited and passed on from one generation to another down the road, how come now he's talking about other nations? He's talking about other nations. Why isn't, it, why isn't he giving it to just to them and their children? But he's instead giving it to all the other nations. Amen. Now that's where you and I come in. Because look, we are not Jewish. But we are all the nations. So Paul, Paul God bless him, he interprets this very well for us in Galatians 3, 8 and 9. It says, and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith. Now I'm teaching, so you need to really listen. Preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand saying, in you all the nations shall be blessed. That's the covenant that he swore to the fathers. In you all the nations shall be blessed. In you all the nations shall be blessed. In you all the nations shall be blessed. And he says he gives you the power to get wealth to fulfill that covenant. So he says, so then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. They are blessed the same way Abraham is blessed. Take me back to verse 8 and I explain something there. He says the scripture first thing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith. Justify means just as if you have never sinned. Means being made righteous before God. Remember, we were not God's chosen people. God's chosen people were Israel. He called them by grace. You and I were not in the committee meeting when God called them. But he called them. He called Israel instead of Uganda. Instead of Uganda. Instead of Busoga. Instead of Ankole, he called Israel and decided to bless them. Now, we see that God was calling them because he had this grander purpose of blessing the rest of the world. And that he would bring us in the pictures. He says, so that's why he says the scripture, scripture first seeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, cause the Give the Gentiles relationship with him through faith without the fulfillment of the law. Just by believing. Preached the gospel, the good news to Abraham. And here is what the gospel is. It's open quotes, close quotes, so that you can never go out and say, you know what the gospel is because the Bible itself defines what the gospel is. This is the gospel. In you, all the nations shall be blessed. Wow. So look at say, what? What? My what? The God. What? What? Yeah. So how can God bless all the nations when the blessing is in, with Israel? Because he has a bigger plan. That's why he says in, in the next verse that those who have faith, faith in who? Faith in Christ are blessed with believing Abraham. Matthew 1, 1. And one, two, says the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ. The son of David, the son of Abraham. Verse to Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac begot Jacob. And Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. That's where we come in. Because it says, through you and your seed, all the nations shall be blessed. 
Now, verse 16 and 17 of Galatians 3 starts clarifying these things. It says, today's someone is a little brainy, so if you're the kind who doesn't like to sit on your head, it's not going to be very good. He says, now to Abraham and his seed with a capital S, where the promises made, he does not say, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to your seed, who is Christ. Your seed, who is Christ. In other words, when he's making these promises, he's making to Abraham and his seed, whereas by direct reference, it's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it's actually Abraham and Jesus. So he says, through you and your seed, all the nations will be blessed. It's through Abraham and Christ that all the nations will be blessed. Give me verse 13 and 14. Verse 13 and 14 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For what purpose? Uh, okay, for it is written, curse is everyone who hangs on the tree. Now, we don't have any confusion about that. We all know he redeemed us from the curse of the law. Some of you want to extend that to other parts. Now, what's the purpose? That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. That we Gentiles who have believed in Jesus might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The promise to Abraham that he will be our, through him all the nations will be blessed. So basically what God did, whatever it is that he was doing with Israel, having chosen them as his own special people, giving them all these things, he through Christ decides to take that and by faith extend it to the rest of the world, the rest of the people who will believe in Jesus. In other words, you have access to what Mark Zuckerberg has access to and Sajay Brin has access to and Larry Ellison has access to. You have access to it by faith. It's the blessing. That's why he says in verse 29 of Galatians 3 that if you are Christ, in other words, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, like Christ. And heirs according to the promise. In you all the nations shall be blessed. What is the blessing? Psalm 133 verse 3. It is like the dew of Hammon descending upon the mountains of Zion for there the Lord commanded the blessing life forevermore. That's why eternal life is only possible and available through Jesus Christ because he is the seed of Abraham. Then he says in Deuteronomy 8, 18, you shall remember the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you power to get wealth. For what purpose? That he may establish his covenant which he swore to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Jesus. That through you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Blessed meaning what? will receive eternal life. Will receive life forevermore. The blessing is not wealth, but the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow with it. But the
purpose of wealth, the purpose of the power to get wealth is to take this blessing called eternal life, life forevermore, to all the nations of the earth. Now, if you have understood what I just said there, then you'll understand why stewardship of finances is not a thing to play around with. It's not about you and your 50 by 100 plot. It's about nations. It's about the gospel going to nations. One day, as Pastor, Pastor, Pastor Gerard Mwebe, who does crusades, I asked him, how much does it cost you to put on a crusade? He does crusades a little bit out of town. He said, it costs me, one crusade for a week will cost me about 30 million shillings. And I asked him, so how many people typically would come to Christ in that one crusade? And he said, about 3,000 people. And I did quick math and did 30 million divided by 3,000 people. And it was 10,000 shillings per soul. That means that when I go out and eat a meal of 30,000 shillings, the same 30,000 shillings in the hands of Pastor Gerard Mwebe would lead to three people finding eternal life life forevermore. 10k per soul. That means if I have 10,000, that's one soul. If I give 100,000, that's 10 souls. If I give a million shillings, that's 100 souls. If I fund the whole crusade, 30 million shillings, I have purchased 3,000 souls. Do you understand? I was, I was watching a video and someone was saying that Saudi Arabia spends in America alone, in the US alone, uh, $1.8 billion per year to advance a certain religion. $1.8 billion in one country. I'll not talk about your country. blessed to be a blessing. Do you understand why you must make money? Do you understand why you must save money? Why you must invest money? Why you must grow your wealth portfolio? Why you must show up one day and say that, that next church look, I'm the one building it. Bishop Oyedepo and his wife their vision as a family, as a couple is to build 1,000 churches, not through the church. The church is different. Them as individuals. And he says they are well on their way. When members of Winners Chapel build houses, they are urged to build a chapel first. Then they build their house on the same land. And then that chapel becomes a Winners Chapel branch.
Now, when you're barely paying your rent and feeding your family, those are not the kind of things you think about. That's why I wrote this book. That's why there are SFFG masterminds and other events and other efforts to get you from the position of I can hardly breathe economically. Why does anyone think I should be thinking about other people? Because, you know, when you're broke, the only person you're thinking about is you. When your kids have been chased from school, you're not thinking about taking the neighbor's kids to school. When your kapus, you know, Pastor Chris Suga once had a, a Toyota, Toyota, those days, that Corolla, they used Chikumi, and they lived in Nigeria. And the Kakusikad. And he figured the only way to go up the hill was to re- drive in reverse. Like when you have that Kalito last fuel that has to be directed down to the engine. Reverse to the top of the hill, then, then coast to the petrol station. To add. I had a friend he, when we were on campus. He, he used to live in, his parents lived in Bukoto Brown Flats, but he was a Lumumbist. And used to drive his parents' pickup. And there used to be a petrol station around Kamocha. He would always stop there for, to put 500 shillings. Yeah, 500 shillings worth of fuel. Between home and Makerere or Makerere and home. So just park there and say, take a movie turn. Then the fuel attendant would look at him like, then he say, Togalina? Obo Galina Gatekemu. Now that guy is not thinking of fueling any other person's car. Am I making sense? God's idea for you is abundance. Abundance so that you can take care of other people. You and I can only have you can only have a certain number of meals in a day. You can only sleep in one bed a night, hopefully. You can only drive one car at a time. It doesn't matter how much money you have. Even schools have a limit as to how much school fees you can pay for your kids. So then what's the point? The point is there are other people. Other people. Who need to know the love of Jesus? We say Jesus is the answer, but what's the question? Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. No one is asking to what? The purpose of wealth, why you should be a good steward of financial resources, is to cause people to ask why. And the answer is Jesus. When you take a border ride worth 2,000 shillings and you hand that guy 20,000 and you tell him, keep the change. I want to pray for you. He will ask, why? I say, Jesus. It's Jesus. When you buy some home-baked buns and try to send some to your neighbors, they will ask, why? Jesus. If you go, you know, some of you don't know how to cause revival. Just go if you are renting you know those semi-detached houses or apartments. Just 
prepared for everyone for three months. By the time the people are calling the landlord to pay their rent, they're like, no, the guy in B, B1 paid. B1? B1? Meanwhile, no one has ever talked to anyone. You know how people can be in those places. Now everyone knows a blessed person lives in apartment B1. The next time you share the link on the neighborhood group, am I talking? People are like, if this guy, if this is what this person listens to, and they have paid our rent for three months, I also want to know what this person is listening to. Now, if you are the one they are paying for, and you share the link, Oh, oh, I'm living in the overflow. Oh, oh, oh expect the supernatural. Oh, 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 I'm living in the overflow. I'm dispensing miracles For you're my God More than enough Pastor B3 and Angela, please come That's why I say I'm blessed I'm blessed Blessed to be A blessing I'm blessed, I'm blessed Living in the overflow I'm blessed, I'm blessed That's you, that's you, that's you, that's you Blessed to be a blessing I'm blessed, I'm blessed I'm living in the Overflow. Yeah, yeah. That's the purpose hey. of wealth. The more money you make, the more money you save, the more money you invest, the more people you can potentially lead to Jesus if you know what you're doing. Being blessed is not get all you can can all you get and sit on the can. That's not what I'm talking about. You see, that's why you're depressed. Because you thought money could give you joy and it hasn't. Money leaving you gives you joy. We are all concerned about many things. Concerned about child mortality, concerned about potholes, concerned about global hunger, concerned about the village hunger in where you live. We are all concerned. But why is it that we haven't done something about our concerns? Because we don't have the resources. Money helps you turn your concern into compassion. If you find a person who has no food, it doesn't matter whether you shed your tears with them. And and you'll be like, I I totally understand. (laughs) 
totally this angry. You will both cry, but you are not compassionate. Because after you've left, the person still is hungry. What makes you compassionate is if you go out, buy some food, and come and share with the person. The power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant which is in you all the nations will be blessed which is will receive eternal life worship harvest and whoever is watching are you ready for the nations it's going to involve money so if you're a bad steward of your finance because you think it's your money it's not your money it's not my money we can't be bad stewards God has entrusted us with wealth for the sake of the nations. Pastor B3. Wow. Thank you so much, Apostle. This is a very challenging, encouraging message. And as you're listening, we listen as learners, as disciples of Jesus Christ. We listen for instruction and for obedience. One of the things that has come through very strongly, the two things are that one, we are blessed. But why? The purpose of the blessing, specifically for financial, for wealth, specifically, the purpose of wealth is the kingdom of God. Is that God wants us to bring all his children home, but we need money. We need financial resources. And I want to challenge you because sometimes as you're listening to this, you're thinking, eh, how will I reach nations? You begin with faithfulness with what you have right now. And one of the things that Apostle has talked about over and over today is generosity. How you are at your most powerful when money is leaving you, when you're releasing money, how we become, that's how people testify that that person is blessed, why they are generous, they have blessed me in this way or the other. So this week, starting today, why don't we go out there and actually use money, the one we have, to be a blessing? Let's take on the challenge, which we've done before. I remember a challenge being given like this years ago, and we were told that entire week, every single day, be a blessing to someone using your money and your financial resources. And people went and paid taxi fares. They would pay for the entire taxi. Or matatu. People went and paid. I remember I paid the bill in the saloon for a lady next to me and invited her to garage. And she came. And she's still a member of Worship Harvest. Yes, she came. She met Jesus and started bringing her friends along. And, and, we, and we went out and just did that, looking around to see how can I be a blessing. People bought food for neighbors, breakfast at work for workmates, lunch. So I want you to think, how can I be a blessing as opposed to being overwhelmed with the magnitude of the message and thinking one day when I'm a billionaire. No, if you don't, if you're not faithful now with thousands of shillings, you will not be faithful with millions of dollars. So how about starting today? We do what we do in the straightforward financial growth class for the next seven days from today till Sunday. Set an alarm if you must. Give away money. Either cash itself, mobile money, or something you've purchased with money and be a blessing to someone. Pay extra to your border guy. Do some, just be a, release money. And if your mind is telling you, hey, I don't have enough, that's not the mindset of heaven. 
heaven has abundance. There's more than enough. There's more than enough. So that's what I want to challenge us to do this week. Let's release money. But if you're watching today, you've never made Jesus Lord of your life. <laughs> the greatest gift that has ever been given by heaven is Jesus Christ. He died for your sin and my sin to reconcile us forever to God and therefore make us a part of this story and this covenant that Apostle has been talking about today. What makes you a blessing is first of all, when you come into union with Jesus Christ. If you're watching today and you have never made this decision or you made it and you've walked away and you wonder, am I still in or am I out? Today, I'd like you to make that decision wherever you are. Don't overthink it. Don't be afraid. Don't think you need to prepare. There's nothing you need to prepare apart from saying yes because he brings everything we simply receive. So I'd like you to take this step of faith today. Wherever you are, anywhere in the world, you don't need company, but maybe you have friends and family around you. This is personal and it's important and it's urgent. Don't postpone it. I want you to put your hand up. Yes, boldly. No fear. You are, what are you, why are you putting your hand up to say, I identify with Jesus Christ today and I make a decision to follow him for the rest of my life. So put that hand up wherever you are boldly because heaven sees that hand and God celebrates that hand and that's a mark of your decision to follow Jesus. Go on, put those hands up. God sees them. Yes, go ahead, go ahead. Everywhere, just go ahead. Put up that hand and pray this simple prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, today I come home. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Today I am born again. Today I am a child of God. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your acceptance. Take my life and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you're born again. Yes, we'd like to hear from you. Send us a message. There's a pastor waiting to connect with you. The number is 0775 Welcome home. As Abmo was teaching, I just kept hearing the word repentance, 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 repentance. And then Pastor Bithri has told us how we are going to repent. We've had this image or this idea of finances and God is calling us to repentance. And it's urgent repentance because the nations are calling. Let's be generous. You know, earlier we were with the worship team and we were talking about the Jews and we were like, what is it? And it occurred to me that we were talking about the Jews and we were talking about them as this, you know, sort of separate, wow, these guys. And Abma is teaching and what he has basically said that everything the Jews are, we are because of Abraham. That as a Christian, the same way, the same way they talk about Jews, that's us. It's the same way they talk about us. It's the same way they should start talking about us. It occurred to me that in my mind also, I had, you know, separated myself from the blessing by the way I thought about Jews. I, I was like, hey mama, for them. And God is calling us to repentance. God, you and I are called to be a blessing to nations. And so we are going to repent. 
Pastor Bithwi has told us how every day this week we are going to give out money to someone. We're going to be stewards of the money that God has given us and we're going to use that money to bless others. Amen. I sense just a lack of joy. A lack of joy. I speak I speak joy. I say not to anxiety. I say not to worry. And I speak joy to you. I speak joy to you. God cares for you. God cares for you. God cares for you. God cares for you. Cast your care onto him. Because he cares for you. He cares for you. I speak peace to you. Do not be anxious. Do not be anxious. Everything through supplication and prayer. Just make your request known to God right now. Whatever it is. Whatever is causing you unease. Make your request known to God right now. And the peace of God is flooding you right now in the name of Jesus. Receive the peace of God. Receive the peace of God with your business. Receive the peace of God in your marriage. Receive the peace of God in your body. Receive the peace of God in, in your household. There's someone. There's just been just a lack of peace. And I speak peace to you in the name of Jesus. I I also say no to the spirit of death. I rebuke and I chase the spirit of death out of your body. I chase the spirit of death out of your home. I chase the spirit of death out of your business. You will live. Your business will live. Your children will live. Someone here, your parents will live. Death is not how they are going to go. I say no to the spirit of death and I speak life. I speak life. I speak 120 years as the new norm. You will live and not die in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 You know, Pastor Anje, as we are sharing that scripture, uh, not scripture, but as we are talking about Jews and us, I remember the scripture in Romans 2, 28. Mm. We are going to put it up. Read it for us. For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly. Nor is circumcision that which is that which is outward in the flesh. Mm -hmm. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly. Wow, mm -hmm. praise the Lord. And circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit, not in the letter, whose praise is not from men but from God. Exactly. Hallelujah. So what, when you think about what our Jewish brethren have inherited uh, directly in the flesh through as a, you know, by blood, we have inherited by the Spirit. Amen. Because Amen. now we are Jews. Amen. Inwardly. Yes. Yes. So yes. you have access to everything that yes. God promised Abraham. Whether that's land, whether that's being a blessing to the nations through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hey! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, our healer, our deliverer, who has made a way for us to be connected to such an inheritance as you. We bless you, friends. This idea of blessed to be a blessing is about Jesus. Yes. He's the one. He's the one who has blessed us. He's the one who has called us. He's the one who has connected us to the Father's blessing. And its expression here on earth through men like Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and others. 
that we can be part of such a great heritage of faith. I know Pastor Bithri made an altar call and I know many of you gave your lives to Jesus but I suspect someone might be hesitating. Maybe you didn't put your hand up. You think that no, 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 no. You will not be ashamed. The Bible says whoever trusts on him will not be put to shame. So if you haven't done that, I want you to give your life to Jesus right now, right now, right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I give you my life. Take it and do something significant with it. There's going to be a number again on the screen. That's our response number for everything. You want to get saved, you want to join a missional community. You want to talk to a pastor, you need to talk to a counselor, that's the number. Text, 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 we are waiting for you. Now if you're sick in any part of your body, Bible says our God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. That same God is with us today. Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever he still heals we also know that the enemy comes but to steal kill and destroy but jesus said i've, I've come that they may have what life. life and that they may have it more abundantly we are going to pray for all the people that are expecting if you're expecting a child wherever you are just put your hand on your tummy we're going to continue to speak life there will be no drama no chaos no loss no miscarriage nothing that child shall come to town and shall come out safely in the name of Jesus we refuse every attempt of the devil to steal life in its infancy I rebuke your spirit of death you shall not steal life from these mothers so we bless them we bless you may God bless you may he make you fruitful and multiply you and cause you to fill the earth with your offspring. Thank you, Lord. It's done, it's done, it's done, it's done. He still heals. He still heals. Yeah. He still heals. He still heals. I don't know who needs to hear this. But naturally speaking, the economic situation has been difficult. You have companies packing up, leaving the nation. You and I, we don't have an option but to really, really do supernatural economics. Yeah. Because there's another economy, economy of heaven, which doesn't know. It. You know, the economic, the heavenly economy is not living. No. Heaven is not packing up. Heaven is not living. So if I were you, I would get wise and start operating with a heavenly economy. The first thing you have to do is start tithing. There are many of you who are watching me. You are even worship harvest people and you don't tithe faithfully. Now look, we are praying for you, but really our prayers are not working. Some of you are offended when you are sent an audio that encouraged you to tithe. If anyone tells you to do something that is in the Bible, how can you be offended? It's like, if someone encourages you to stop stealing, how can you be offended? How can you be offended if I come and say, don't steal? 
and then you chop wires. It means you have been stealing. If I'm preaching and I talk about wife beating and I say wife beating is evil and then you get annoyed, it means you've been beating your wife. So those of you who got annoyed by the tithe audio, it's because you have not been tithing. Now God, God speaks to Cain and says, You know what to do. Yeah. Sin is what? Knocking at your door. Sitting, crouching at your door. You know what to do. Overcome it. So you know what to do. Overcome it. Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. So I really want to tell you that if you're still trusting in your personal energies, connections, what you try, but that's not, there's nothing supernatural in that. God has already told us what to do. Yeah, Matthew 6 says that if when you give in secret, your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. He doesn't say when, what company is around or not around. So start tithing. Take that. It's, it's part of financial stewardship. Rabbi, Rabbi Daniel Lapin wrote this. He says, I'm so thankful I work for a boss who allows me to take 90% commission. Yeah. Tithing is when your boss says, do the work, uh, I'll give you 90% commission. Give me 10%. Then you decide to chew even the 10%. Come on now. And then you expect your boss to keep giving you work. Wow. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all, be with us all now and forever, Amen Thank you for listening to this teaching we hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555. We're taking territory. We're breaking.